one that was a favorite of mine. It was podcast from Pop Up Archive. Hello. <laughs> Have you ever been obsessed with a photo of a man you didn't know? Picture him with me. He's got a small mustache, dark skin, laugh lines on his forehead. Seems like a great guy, right? Oh, but one more thing. He's dead. And he's been dead for thousands of years. This, this tolerant man, I just was obsessed with him, with his photograph, which was the face of somebody who had died uh, roughly 2,000 years ago. And he looked like all my old uncles, and he was at once remote and, and present to me. An ancestor in the Western European sense, and uh, an ancestor almost in the family sense. That little twitch of moustache, that archaic face that has almost disappeared. That's Irish poet and Nobel Prize winner Seamus Heaney in a 1983 interview with KPAF's Padrigan McGillicuddy. Heaney's describing his fascination with a man more than 2,000 years old. He was found dead, his body dug up in 1950 from a Danish bog. That's like a cool, wet swamp. But the thing about this guy, researchers called him Tolan Man, was that when they dug him up, he still had his skin, his hair, his mustache, those laugh lines. The bog is quite good for preserving uh, skin, connective tissue, collagen, ligaments, and so forth. I am Andrew Chamberlain. I'm Professor of Bioarchaeology at the University of Manchester in the United Kingdom. The way Andrew describes it, a bog is the perfect storm of water, cool temperatures, acid, and a lack of oxygen. All these things make it a high-grade preservative. And Heaney, in a way, fell in love with these very old people kept whole by this very weird landscape. He wrote a poem about Tolan Man. It reads like a love letter. Someday I will go to Aarhus to see his peat-brown head, the mild pods of his eyelids, his pointed skin cap. In the flat country where they dug him out, his last gruel of winter seeds caked in his stomach, naked except for the cap, noose, and girdle, I will stand a long time. Seamus was very interested in these, these bodies for a variety of complex reasons. That's Stephen Innes, a Heaney scholar and director of the Harry Ransom Center at the University of Texas at Austin. While there's um, something very moving about looking at a, the human remains, which these in fact are, he elevates them in his poems to sacred-like figures. I could risk blasphemy, consecrate the cauldron bog our holy ground, and pray him to make germinate the scattered, ambushed flesh of laborers, stockinged corpses laid out in the farmyards. When he wrote Tolan Man, I think it was around 1970, uh, the troubles had recently erupted in Northern Ireland, and... Uh, Violence broke out in the fall of 1968, and this nationwide ferment was, was very much on everyone's mind. What Innes is talking about here is a long-fought conflict in Northern Ireland called the Troubles. The history of the Troubles is complex, but it basically has to do with Northern Irish identity, 
On the surface, it's about national identity, but it's also about religious identity, oftentimes pitting Roman Catholics against Protestants. The conflict spanned roughly four decades, and nearly 3,000 people were killed. Seamus Heaney, I think, was looking for a, a way to write about uh, what in essence is a kind of tribal violence. And he did so not um, directly by writing about the troubles themselves that were that he witnessed on the streets of Belfast and elsewhere, um, but he did so by embracing these bog figures as um, symbols of this kind of tribal conflict and tribal uh, warfare, violence perpetuated by one people onto another. Bog bodies weren't just buried in the bog, like we bury folks in a cemetery. Historians believe these dead were the victims of ritual killings, sacrificed so that the crop would be better next season. The rope that hanged Tolan Man still cuts into his neck. Others appear to have been stabbed, some buried alive, branches placed over their joints so they couldn't fight their way out of the bog. Heaney writes vividly about this violence in his poem Punishment. This time, it's a female bog body. I can feel the tug of the halter at the nape of her neck, the wind on her naked front. It blows her nipples to amber beads. It shakes the frail rigging of her ribs. I can see her drowned body in the bog, the weighing stone. Here's Andrew Chamberlain from earlier. What is remarkable is that you can see the face, you can see the... Uh, the lines on the skin, almost the facial expressions, and you can get a very uh, strong sense of the personality of the person that you're dealing with, which you don't tend to get with uh, if you're just looking at a skull or, or the other kinds of uh, remains that are normally found. Well, as a professional, one one approaches this as a as a dead person, but as a source of information uh, about the past and about the. Uh, the, the, the way of life in the past and how people died. The end of Heaney's poem Punishment ends like Tolan Man began, with an expression of love to a thousand-year-old someone. I almost love you, but would have cast, I know, the stones of silence. I am the artful voyeur of your brain's exposed and darkened combs, your muscles webbing and all your numbered bones. I, who have stood dumb when your betraying sisters called in tar, wept by the railings, who would connive in civilized outrage, yet understand the exact and tribal intimate revenge. archival audio used in this episode comes courtesy of the Pacifica Radio Archives. Visit them at pacificaradioarchives.org or give them a call at 1-800-735-0230. You can also check out their own archival radio show, From the Vault, at fromthevaultradio.org. Find this podcast along with thousands of archival recordings at popuparchive.com explore. This episode was produced by me, Audrey McGlinchey.